Okay, so Greece has been going on for so long. It is like a drama, a tragedy. I, how, how can you describe it even? Um, and today uh, there's news that the government plan, the austerity plan was soundly rejected by the Eurozone uh, countries and they need to find like some more money to cut, another half billion uh, dollars to cut from their budget. So obviously they are in a spot um, and essentially the goal under the best scenario, the goal is to reduce the debt in Greece by 2020 to 120% of their uh, GDP. What do you think the probability that that's gonna happen is? is it, in my opinion, very low. Just consistently missing targets, missing targets. Uh, and, and, and I guess what we need to do is to figure out what course to take because been trying this negotiation, this private sector sharing in terms of um, writing down some of the debt. And I guess the way I look at it is there are um, basically four different things that you can do. So number one is being tried right now, and that's austerity. And there's only so much that you can actually do uh, before a revolution. Um, number two, you can just bail them out. So that is not really going to solve the problem because even if you bail them out, they've still got this big imbalance where they're spending more than it's, it's coming in. So you're just going to get to the same situation again. So you don't fix anything. Um, Number three, you default. So that solves the debt to GDP problem pretty quickly. Uh, the problem is not um, you know, the debt to GDP problem, but two other things. First, the imbalance you don't get rid of because they're still spending more and they've got obligations into the future. So even if you wipe out all their debt, uh, it, it solves some immediate problems, but it doesn't solve the longer term imbalance uh, problem. Um, and, and number four is, is simply to monetize. So just print the money to buy the debt and retire it. And again, that doesn't really solve the fundamental problem either, and it's actually fairly difficult to do because the ECB the rules of the ECB is that they cannot go and buy sovereign debt directly from any government. They have to do it indirectly. So they can go in the secondary market and buy this debt. They can um, pull a trick like maybe we could talk about later with the so-called LTRO where you lend money um, so that other people can buy uh, the debt. Uh, so you put all these together, ideally uh, there would be a fifth option, which is devaluation. And that's what's happened in the past. The country gets into trouble, you devalue. And it, it's actually so much politically easier to do. Because to go and cut somebody's wage by a third is really tough to do. But to go in and devalue your currency by a third, 
doesn't seem as painful. Everybody's treated essentially uh, equally. And it's just, unfortunately, um, not on the table right now. I am very much a believer to, to basically resolve um, the uncertainty. It's probably best. It, it is so unlikely that even with a revised plan that they're going to hit their targets, that it's probably best that they um, default. And, um, and the money that's being spent, instead of 130 billion euros to effectively bail out Greece, why don't you use that 130 billion euros to shore up the um, financial institutions in Europe that would be negatively affected by uh, the default uh, in Greece. Uh, with the default, they would probably um, leave the Eurozone. And again, I think that that's uh, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it allows them to revalue their, their currency um, and, and not have to go through the same sort of austerity things directly. So politically, it's, it's a lot easier to do. And uh, it would give them uh, much more flexibility. I think um, they, you know, had the benefit of the euro for for quite a while, and it definitely led to overinvestment, as we've seen, and programs that are unrealistic. the The other uh, benefit is not to Greece directly, but it's to the other countries because it would be um, the poster child of what happens if you really go outside. You're gone. Okay, so right now, there's no real penalty. So if we had an example of what happens if you go offside, I think the chance of the other countries having, um, you know, for the Eurozone to be viable uh, going forward uh, actually uh, increases. And yes, um, I, I, you need to worry about uh, contagion. And it might not just be Greece, it could be Portugal also. Going beyond those two countries, I'm not so sure. Um, so, so I think that use the 130, use the, um, the emergency fund basically to shore up the financial institutions, make a decision on Portugal sooner rather than later. Well, there's no sense in drawing this out for years. Again, the uncertainty doesn't help anybody. Uncertainty works against growth. We need growth. People say, well, uh, austerity is, uh, is, is killing uh, you know, GDP growth. Well, yeah, mechanically, because government spending is in GDP. So you reduce government spending, so therefore you reduce GDP. But so what? Do you want, do you want a, an economy that's 60% government spending? Is that the sort of economy that will give you growth opportunities in the future? Probably not. So, so this GDP stuff, I, I think, is, um, you know, a lot of it is just very, uh, very mechanical. So I think we need to figure out what we want and to do it decisively, and that would resolve a lot of uncertainty. So again, people saying austerity means reduced GDP growth, and kind of I'm coming at it from a slightly different angle. I'm saying, your investment's being destroyed by the uncertainty that this whole process is creating. Uncertainty just increases risk. You increase risk, it increases the cost of capital, 
and, uh, and, and, and people just not going to invest. And then somebody might say, well, gee, interest rates are really low. Well, that depends where you are, number one. Yes, in Germany, that's true. In these other countries, it's not true. And the other thing is, it's the uncertainty affects the risk premium. So the risk premium is really important. So what is the cost of capital for an investment project? Right now, it's very high because of the uncertainty in Europe. So I want to develop a plan that is decisive, that considers various different contingencies, that is proactive towards supporting the healthy financial institutions in Europe. And I emphasize healthy because I do think that um, a good plan would restructure uh, some of the banks in Europe and, um, and then go forward that way. We've had this long, drawn-out process that's really benefiting um, very few right now other than the lawyers and, and bureaucrats, um, some of whom have been hired uh, to do this job. Uh, I think that I think we need a different strategy. It's time to consider, at least, uh, a different strategy.